Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Are stupid. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial 439. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. How are you ladies doing this week? Doing pretty well. What about you? Yeah. It feels like we're really in the final countdown now with this midterm election. I'm starting to get excited. Uh, you know, I, I vacillate between feeling excited and feeling burned out. <laughs> you vaseline between those two things? Is vacillate. Oh, I don't know what that word means, but... I, I kind I of worry more about the aftermath, honestly, because against my better judgment, I have so much hope. And then sometimes it's a big letdown, and that really sucks. Yeah. 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 Well, we here at Millennial spend a lot of time talking about why you should get registered to vote, and also why we would love to have your support over at patreon.com slash millennial. Well, with the midterm elections coming up, we want to put our money where our mouth is and sweeten the deal. If you sign up at the $5 level on our Patreon and email us with a photo or screenshot confirming your voter registration status, we'll give you your first month of access at our $5 pledge tier for free. That's a free month of bonus content like hashing it out, ad-free episodes after dark, the Landy show, palace intrigue, and more. Voter registration isn't hard, but if you show us you're registered, you'll make us hard and then we'll give you free (laughs) shit. So what are you waiting for? Help us save the Republic and then head over to patreon.com slash millennial to see instructions for how to get set up for your first free month of millennial bonus content. That sounds like a win-win to me, Laura. Yeah. If I wasn't a patron, I would sign up. (laughs) Registering to vote literally takes five minutes. Um, I advertise this on all my social channels today that it'll probably take you less time to register to vote than it does for you to stand in line to wait for coffee in the morning. And very easy to check as well Mm -hmm. if you're registered. Vote.org, like we spoke about last week. All right, well, we've got lots to get to today. I have an update on a previous story. I told everybody about Fan Bingbing a few weeks ago, famous Chinese actress who went missing, just completely disappeared. And... And... People suspected that the Chinese government took her. Well, turns out that was true. She had been missing since July 1st. She has been found and released from whatever hellscape China was keeping her in. She issued issued a full apology for her tax evasion. So that definitely was what was going on. And now must pay $113 million for her crimes. Can you imagine if the U.S. government kidnapped Donald Trump for tax evasion? (laughs) (laughs) That's a relevant question, given that big report from the New York Times this week. Uh, Hashtag relevant. 
I think Donald's going to try to capture Taylor Swift after she dared to support Democratic candidates yeah. on Instagram. He'll interrupt her and just be like, Emily, you finished, Taylor. <laughs> Pull a Kanye. You guys, we're not going to get into it this week, but Pam just told us before the show, we double-checked to make sure it was true. Donald Trump literally said that he likes Taylor Swift's music 25% less now after her Instagram ador- endorsement for a couple Tennessee candidates. I'm just trying to figure out how he got to that number. I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe it's like one. He doesn't like the last album because this is where she went rogue, but she's released like five. So, yeah. What does that even mean if you like an out al- uh, like an artist 25% less? Do you listen to know. her less? Like we know it's bullshit. He's never heard any of her songs. Anyway. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's that she's not going after his favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, right now Lindsey Graham really wants um Donald Trump to be his new daddy, so <laughs> as long as she's <laughs> not going a after really Lindsey. Speaking of movies, Pam, you've been trying out something new. Yeah, so I know that a lot of people were big fans of MoviePass, but that's kind of gone down the train real quick. MoviePass never really worked out for me, but right around this time of the year, I start thinking about how much money I'm going to inevitably spend at the movies to keep up to date with all the award show nominees so that I can do a good job, my job. And so I'm trying out Cinemia, which is another movie subscription pass situation and they have a lot of different tiers which is really really nice because you can pay for like one movie ticket a month or three movie tickets per month or if you're super extra like me you can pay thirty dollars a month for a movie a day i'm really only gonna keep that that plan until i'm caught up on everything and there's a lot coming out that i want to see so that is like that works for me (laughs) but I, I totally know that that's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it's working out really well so so far. I saw Venom and A Star is Born and A Simple Favor this past week. So it's almost paid Damn. for itself. Look at you. You're so busy. I know. And I got The Hate You Give coming down the pipeline. And um, First Man's coming out this week. There's a lot. There's a lot to see. There's a lot to comment on. I don't care about First Man. I'm like, wow, another space movie. Guy goes to space. Who cares? I get get sucked into these space movies, though, because like they're so visually (laughs) appealing. And I really appreciate the sound mixing if it's done really well. And Ryan Gosling is really easy on the eyes. So Cinemia isn't as easy to use as MoviePass, though, is it? It's not. No. Right before I signed up, Andrew knows this. Um, I was talking to the one of our hypable movie reviewers, Aaron, and he was kind of breaking down everything for me. And it was a lot. Um, they basically basically you can pay for like a virtual credit card, which is more. That's how they get you. Like if you want instant gratification, be ready to shell out another ten dollars for, you know, that virtual card instead of waiting a few weeks for your physical card to get in. Um, so then you basically have to use like Fandango to figure out the time and the showing that you want to go to. And then you go back to their app and you tell them the time and the showing. And then a virtual card pops up with all of like a normal credit card information. And then you have to take that and go back to Fandango and buy your ticket. And sometimes if it's like more than a certain amount, I think it's like if it's more than $10, they'll make you pay for the servicing fee, which is not that bad. It's like a dollar more. 
Um, That hasn't happened to me because I'm just in an area where I've been going to a lot of matinees. So nothing has come like out to more than $10. Anyway, after that, you go to the movie and then you have to go back to their app to check in. And it sounds so ridiculous and so unnecessary. And it kind of is. But once you get the hang of it, it's super easy. And you can also buy movie tickets in advance, which is really nice because y'all know I'm going to buy my Fantastic Beasts tickets early. (laughs) So that's really helpful. Cool. Anyway, check it out if you're looking to save some money. The other big difference is that it seems like Cinemia has their shit together, whereas MoviePass was just a total mess, changing their rules all the time. Cinemia has mm-hmm. been very stable. And their prices, they are a little more, but that's how it's going to last. So just deal right. with it. I do kind of feel like for the normal person, like I'm just crazy. Like a normal person probably doesn't need more than three movie tickets per month. So for $9.99, if you pay everything up front, you get out of the one-time activation fee. It's still a really good deal. And you know that you're going to see three movies a month. Like at some point during the month, you'll be able to see three movies. And that's pretty cool. I might do Cinemia. I was thinking about the AMC one. I would love to do that one. That one's been really popular, but I'm not near an AMC. so I'm not either. I would have done the same thing. So this is a really good option for me. Yeah. And it looks like it has all the same And most of the theaters are included too, which is really cool. Because I kind of go back and forth between like the San Francisco Bay Area and L.A. And I really like that you can use this at the Arclight theaters, which are really fancy and all usually more expensive. So that's really nice. I have a movie theater literally a block away from me. And I was so excited about getting this condo because I was like, um, I was like, oh, my God, me and my movie pass are going to be at this theater right down the block from me every other day. I've gone like three times <laughs> in, in eight months. I need to change that because I should be seeing every freaking movie that enters theaters. I have no excuse. Um, I just have a question. They couldn't come up with a better name than Cinemia? <laughs> Honestly, like a- I was calling it Cinema for the longest time. <laughs> it sounds like an STD. Cinemia. Crossed with like some river parasite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, you want to use my Cinemia? It's like what? some offshoot of the guinea worm or some shit. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a very stupid name. <laughs> Movie Pass was also successful thanks to its great name. <sighs> well, anyway, Pam, I hope Cinemia works out for you. I hope so, too. Speaking of things that have worked out for us, healthy habits are an important part of how you maintain great glowing skin. We here at Millennial love BioClarity because it is a clean, green, gentle skincare line that helps us get naturally glowing skin. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. The clear skin routine for combination oily or breakout prone skin is comprised of three easy steps. Just cleanse, treat, and restore. BioClarity contains nourishing plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, oat kernel, plus Floralux. My favorite step of this routine is the treat step. This cleansing serum is so gentle, you can use it twice a day. So it's perfect if you have sensitive skin and need some help clearing it up. Just finish with the restore step and you'll have clear, glowing skin. That's all because BioClarity's unique ingredient, Floralux, is a clever form of chlorophyll. It's proven for nourishing the skin and soothing away imperfections and blemishes. Floralux has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that feed your skin from the outside in. This stuff is like green juice for your face. Detox and rebalance with BioClarity. 
BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that's 100% vegan, gluten, and cruelty-free. Get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code MIL. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code MIL. So I was at a wedding over the weekend, and I'm going to talk about it in After Dark because some interesting things happened, but I didn't bring my BioClarity with me, and I was eating like shit all weekend, and I was in a different state, the climate was different, so like I just broke out, and I got back last night, and I was bathing in the BioClarity. I was just like, please fix me immediately. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it really gets my skin under control. Good stuff is also Andrew providing some show fillers so that I can take a drink because I'm getting ready to dive into news. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I got you, and that's exactly what I was thinking. I know. You're you're just a professional. Oh, shucks. Oh, we're done sucking each other's dicks now. Yeah. Let me lean back now. Time for you to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> so on Saturday, as we all know, the Senate confirmed Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the U.S. Supreme Court by the slimmest margin in history. 50 to 48. Um, The vote was completely along party lines with just two exceptions. Uh, Lisa Murkowski, who's a Republican from Alaska, voted present. And Joe Manchin, who is a Democrat from West Virginia, voted yes. This leads me to the most important question of all. Is there such a thing as a West Virginia Democrat? (laughs) Apparently not. Well, I don't think there's going to be for much longer, (laughs) to be honest with you. I don't I think Manchin's in trouble. Mm. But I guess we just have to step back here and ask, are we surprised that he got confirmed? No. (laughs) Yeah. I remember us talking about this a couple weeks ago when uh, Alex was on with us. And he didn't he actually predict this? He did say, well, he's. He said it would get out of committee. I forget yeah. what he said after that. Well, you were definitely, but. Alex, you were absolutely right about him getting out of committee. Um, but I just remember none of us having any hope that anything was going to come of this, despite um, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's heroic testimony in front of, um, I said heroic and I meant heroic, her heroic testimony in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, as we all predicted None of that seemed to matter. It seemed like a great opportunity for a bunch of old white dudes to say, we hear you, we just don't care. So. Yeah. We believe you, but not that part where you say that Kavanaugh did it. Right. My favorite was, I believed her, but I also believed him. What? Yeah. (laughs) I read this report in the New York Times. Kavanaugh was told by somebody that if you want any chance of having that seat still, you need to show your feelings on the world stage. And boy, did he. And that strategy worked. He was angry and it worked. It's just funny how a man can get angry on national television and get appointed to the highest court in our land. But if a woman does that, or if a woman gets even remotely emotional, she's unqualified. Oh, yeah. And Dr. Ford was... was she was she conducted herself very professionally. She was calm. She didn't get emotional. She was freaking iconic. Yeah. <laughs> and it still wasn't enough to convince 
Yeah. So we have to take a minute here to talk about Susan Collins of Maine, who was uh, one of the deciding votes in, in this case. And everybody was kind of on pins and needles waiting for her to decide how she was going to vote because she was one of the four undecided senators leading up to the committee vote. And she ultimately voted to allow um, the hearing to end and to proceed to a vote. But then she did this like whole 11th hour, like dramatic TV bullshit thing where she was like, I'll announce my final vote at 3 p.m. today. So like all over every (laughs) cable news channel, there was a breaking news alert showing her face and a countdown clock to 3 p.m. And we were like, oh, we fucking know how this is going to go. She's just gone to the Donald Trump school of ratings. And and she spoke for what, 40, 45 minutes? It was a long time. Right. And then she tried to say that she believed that Brett Kavanaugh would not overturn Roe v. Wade because he believes in legal precedent, never mind the fact that he's openly um, shared his anti-choice views and also that the GOP has openly said that they want him on the court because one of the things they want him to do is overturn Roe v. Wade. Right. So I think that Susan Collins, I think Mitch McConnell cut her a deal. I don't know what it is. But I think that she's going to be sitting pretty now because she's doing whatever the fuck it was McConnell wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. I also think she's not running re- she's not running for re-election in the Senate in 2020. So I also think that's why she doesn't care. Wait, wait. You, you think she has decided privately that she won't run? Well, I don't think it's necessarily just privately because there are outlets that have reported on this. Speculation is oh. that she's going to try and go for governor of Maine. Oh, okay. And the funny thing about this was (laughs) in the hours leading up to her vote, um, there was a group that basically started a a campaign saying Collins either votes no or we start fundraising for the campaign of whoever runs against her in whatever election she runs in. And they've already raised like a couple million dollars. Yes. And their website actually crashed. And I know that because I, like I said, I was at a wedding. And I was drunk and I was angry reading Twitter and I tried to donate to this com- competitor's campaign and I couldn't get on the website. <laughs> I need to get on that now. Yeah. Hopefully the site's back online. Well, we could certainly sit here and spend the whole episode uh, debating what this means for the midterms, if women will or won't come out, if Republicans do or don't care. And I think inherently, we probably know all the answers to these questions. So we're just going to move on to how you can fight back in a constructive way if you're as pissed off about Kavanaugh being appointed to the Supreme Court as we are. Um, The first thing you can do is volunteer with Swing Left. They're a very reputable campaign to turn red districts blue. They'll hook you up with your nearest swing district, and you can either volunteer out in the field or in person. You can also work from home, and you get to set your own hours. You can also donate to the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee. They work to get Democrats elected in both our federal and nationwide state legislatures. The state legislatures are particularly important because those are often overlooked. But we have a census coming up. And after the census, it's state legislatures who get to draw congressional district lines. So we definitely want Democrats to be drawing the lines more than these shitty ass Republicans. You can also write letters to the editor of your local newspaper and please share your letters on social media. 
This is because a huge part of the Me Too movement success is cultural and not political. We need to put pressure on ourselves, our families, and our communities to hear us and to be involved, to see our perspective. So getting a letter about Kavanaugh and Me Too published in local media and then sharing that on social media does wonders for helping others feel comfortable speaking out. So help your community make this cultural shift by participating. Finally, you can donate to swing state campaigns, most especially these three Democrats who need your help the most, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Heidi Hetkamp of North Dakota, who is particularly in trouble right now and really needs your money, and also Beto O'Rourke of Texas, who is trying to unseat our favorite person, Ted Cruz. <laughs> and they're, they're pretty much in a dead heat right now. God. Laura, as you've been speaking, I clicked this Be- Beto is how you pronounce his name mm-hmm. link, and I'm donating to his campaign because the thought of Ted Cruz losing is just priceless to me. So I'm especially sending- since everyone, like even Republicans, hate him. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and just yeah, Beto's cool. He, I've seen him speak a couple times online. He seems like a great guy, and. My God, the fact that there's a chance that Ted Cruz can lose is just such a beautiful thought. So I'm hitting donate right now. And there goes $25 to my band Beto. I bet on Beto. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should be his campaign slogan creator. Yeah. Also bottom for him. He's kind of attractive. (laughs) Was my mic on when I said that? I'm sorry. Editing that out. (laughs) Anyway, that was very interesting, Laura. Thank you for sharing. I'm feeling inspired. Well, just in case you're not, knock the vote, which is a campaign aimed at getting younger people to get out and vote, is hoping that they'll be able to convince you with their new ad. They've just launched a new nationwide midterms campaign ad that takes direct aim at millennials, and it features lines mocking us, saying things like, I bet you won't vote. You never do. But we do. And it's all done by, you know, baby boomer, older generation people. It's a really clever ad and it's pretty short. Have you guys had a chance to watch it? Yes. Oh, yes. It is savage. And I have it right here. Let's play it. Dear young people. Don't vote. Don't vote. Everything's fine the way it is. Trump. That was us. He's our guy. Tax cuts for the rich? (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm rich as fuck. Climate change? That's a you problem. I'll be dead soon. Sure, school shootings are sad. But I haven't been in a school for 50 years. I can't keep track of which lives matter. Sure, you don't like it. So, you'll like some meme on Instagram. If the weather is nice, maybe you could go to one of those little marches. You might even share this video on Facebook. But you won't vote. You young people never do. But I do. I do. I do. Midterms, primaries. Every single election. We'll be there, but you won't. Because we're a generation of doers. Not whiners. And we're doing great. (laughs) I love this. It, it it really forces you to look in the mirror, doesn't it? And realize that um, there is a great divide here. Oh, my God. It's a huge divide. Uh, you know, millennials make up 59% of all eligible voters. But unfortunately, we only make up 28% of voters that actually show up. And that is really, really sad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it does a really good job of pointing out the fact that 
it's true. Like if we really want to see change, if our generation really wants to see change, then we're the ones that are going to have to make it happen. Because if you don't use your voice, then you really have no option but to go along with the dim, grim future that's before us. Yeah. The, the issues on the Republican side are issues that benefit older Americans. As that just, ad reminds us. I just love the actors in this video. Especially that guy that's like, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> Tax cuts for the rich? Hell yeah, I'm rich as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, we always say this, but climate change? That's a you problem. I'll be dead soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually had somebody, um, like like a baby boomer, mentioned something similar to that to me he's very conservative man and he was basically saying you know like i fear for the world but that's your problem it's kind of sad it is sad because these older people have loved ones right don't they want the earth to be safe for them and their kids kids you would think i don't get it yeah you know, I, I mean, think... like, ads like this are great, too. But I, I know that even going into mi- specifically going into midterms, I don't ever really have much hope that people around my age will turn out to vote. Mm. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. And that's an understandable fear, Pam, because progressive voters historically suck at midterm elections. Uh, we're usually pretty good at turning out to presidential elections unless it's 2016. But midterm elections, that's why, I mean, look at 2014 when we lost Congress and Obama was stuck spending the rest of his term battling Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah. Sucked. So turn out because, guys, really, I feel like this is it. Like, we've lost the Supreme Court for a generation. It's done. So if we can't at least flip the house this fall, I don't know how we come back from this. Yeah. To quote George Bush, fool me once, sh- sh- shame on you, shame on you, fool me twice, won't get fooled again. <laughs> I hope we're not that dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we, we fucked up in 2016 with Trump. We fucked up before that with the midterms, but we really fucked up with trump we saw what can happen when somebody like trump steps in we're seeing it right now we saw it monday night when trump swore in kavanaugh god i i was watching that swearing in ceremony i was like holy fuck i can't believe it's only been a year and eight nine months and he's already had two supreme court justices fuck me (laughs) it feels like so much longer i know (laughs) So hopefully, and Pam, we have stats here to back this up. Hopefully people are seeing what is what has happened over the past couple of years. And it's like, we cannot let this happen again. I think I said this on the show a few months ago. We have now seen rock bottom and we won't be fooled again. We are not going to take the country for granted again. We, this was a learning lesson for all of America that we have to turn out and vote. That's true. I mean, you mentioned facts, and in the last midterms, we cast 21 million fewer ballots than our grandparents, even though our generation outnumbers them two and a half to one. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sad. 
And then this stat, which blew me away, over 800,000 people registered to vote ahead of the midterms on this year's National Voter Voter Registration Day, surpassing the previous record set in 2016, which was around 300,000 people. So a lot more people are registering to vote this time around. And worth noting, many states are coming up on their voter registration deadlines on October 9th, the day of this episode's release. So if you're listening to this on October 9th, you probably still have time. Go to Google and type in your state registration website and it'll come right up. Takes you five minutes and then you can email us and we'll give you a free your first month of Patreon for free. We Please. Need to, we need to do something special on Patreon after the election if we get that blue wave to thank everybody for registering to vote. Yes. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll go on cam. What? You'll what? Sounds- you, you know the type of cam I'm... I, <laughs> I was going to say. You <laughs> You're going to be a cam girl? Yeah, I'm going to be a cam girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We won the election. Now I'm going to show you my blue waves. <laughs> Our second sponsor this week is TiVo. We told you about them last week. You might have been surprised to hear that they were still around. And yes, TiVo recognizes this too. And that's why they're making a big promotional push right now. That's why they're sponsoring this show. Do you remember how TiVo was the TV box back in the day to take care of everything? They're doing that again. Yeah, it turned into a verb. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool as hell. Hey, you going to TiVo that? They've created a new box now that fits perfectly into our digital worlds. Whether you're a cable or antenna user, TiVo has a new box that's perfect for you. The new box is called the TiVo Bolt. This is an all-in-one smart TV box that gives you access to live TV, a DVR, and all your favorite apps. This brings everything together into one place to simplify your setup. And it also throws in some extra features. TiVo Bolt puts everything in a single remote, in a single set-top box, And that's what I love about it. I got one of these recently and I took it for a spin. It's so nice having everything in one place, even live TV. And it's 4K, baby. I love that. I am a nerd. I love that 4K HD picture. The other guys don't offer such a perfect all-in-one package. I love how TiVo thought about those of us who are using antennas as well. You might not know this, but you can go on Amazon and buy a digital TV antenna for like 30 bucks. The antenna gives you your local channels in HD meaning NBC, Fox, CBS, CW. And you get this for the rest of your life just by paying $30 one time. That's the beauty of a, of a digital antenna. TiVo realized that a lot of people are doing this now, so they made a box especially for antenna users. That's so smart. As always, TiVo's most popular feature is still here. You can skip over entire commercial breaks with a tap of a button or voice command. The TiVo Bolt even has a feature that lets you watch TV 30% faster with with pitch-corrected sound. I think this is so cool. And again, shows that TiVo understands how people are watching TV these days. People are watching a lot of TV. So how can you fit it all in? Speeding it up. And like I said, pitch-corrected audio, so it's not weird. So if you're ready for a better way to watch, TiVo has put together a deal just for our listeners. 20% off any TiVo Bolt over the air or TiVo Bolt box. Just head to TiVo.com slash M-I-L-L-20 and remember, promo code M-I-L-L-20. That's TiVo.com slash M-I-L-L-20 with promo code M-I-L-L-20 for 20% off your TiVo. And you will be using it as a verb again. I'm going to TiVo that, baby. 
Speaking of learning to adapt, we have a story (laughs) out of Cornell University. Neuroscientists there have successfully hooked up a three-way brain connection to allow three people to share their thoughts and play Tetris. Because that sounds like something I want to (laughs) do. You want to connect with two others? You want to fit perfectly in with two others? Right. I I really think we need a hive mind set up so that we can play Tetris effectively. (laughs) (laughs) So they call the system BrainNet, and it works through using EEGs to record electrical impulses that indicate brain activity, and then transmitting those signals via transcranial magnetic stimulation. Um, This stimulates neurons using magnetic fields to the other players hooked up to the system. The researchers say that BrainNet could eventually be used to connect many different minds together, even across the web. Hmm. Uh, Is this amazing or terrifying? I'm not sure. (laughs) It's a little terrifying now, but this seems like a very amazing way to be able to communicate with other people. I could see, I hate to say Facebook, but I can see Facebook using this type of technology or Apple or Google because they all want to help us connect more efficiently. And this could be a great way to do that, even though it is pretty terrifying. I'm thinking of Harry Potter when you can read each other's minds. Read I feel like mind. this would also um, help get rid of language barriers and in an academic study or academic situations or any kind of situation where you're trying to brainstorm with somebody that maybe doesn't speak the same language as you being able to transmit thoughts would probably help a lot but it is terrifying yeah it's like an upgraded version of a babble fish (laughs) or this could be used to play video games online maybe voice chat i don't i'm i guess i'm just wondering like what like, to what extent is it going to pick up, like, I guess, um, intermittent thoughts or um, side thoughts that you might have? Like, how often are you going about your day? And, like, let's say you're playing Tetris. Tetris is kind of a mindless game, right? You don't have to focus on it too hard. So I've definitely played that and thought about many other things. So if I'm, like, if I've got my head hooked up to Andrew, for instance, and I'm doing this, and I start thinking about, like, butt sex, Mm-hmm. Are you going to know that? Yeah, because I, I presume giggling. so. Yeah, that that is an important question. Like, how do you control what goes through to the other person? Because all of us have a million different thoughts at any given time. Right. I, I wonder about the privacy aspect of this, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and then like, what if you get in there and you're like actively thinking like, don't think about butt sex. Don't think about butt sex. And then <laughs> the person knows you're thinking about butt sex. Right. Or don't think about that time you murdered somebody. Don't think about <laughs> that time you murdered somebody. Well, that's your thought, Andrew. <laughs> Laura's like, Andrew, are you thinking about that time you, you am I reading this right? Murdered somebody? <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just thinking about a Netflix show I watched last night. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I think that Andrew... Uh, I think I'm close enough to you at this point that we already have this going on. I don't think I need scientists to connect us any further. Uh, Yeah, honest to God, you can trust Laura with a secret. So if I had murdered somebody, I would have told you about it by now (laughs) and asked for advice. 
That's correct. And if you had told me about it, I certainly would not reveal it on this show. Thank you. That's why I (laughs) confided in you. I mean, I would confide in you. Do we ever think that we could see this becoming like a mainstream thing? I know, Andrew, you mentioned Facebook. I don't think we need it. No, but that's what we say about a lot of technology in its early early days, don't we? That's true. And then we just become complicit and we're into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, like I said, I think technology companies are looking for unique ways to help us communicate. And this would be a fantastic way in their minds to do it. And, of course, this brings up, well, how are they going to collect this data and then and then use it to make money? So there would be massive privacy concerns, but they would be able to, like, advertise within your head. <laughs> yeah, or, like, what if somebody hacks your brain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so- I mean, think about, like, all the Facebook data breaches, where they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't tell you that by providing your phone number for two, two-factor two authentication that our partners were going to get your phone number. But oops. Yeah. You know, we didn't tell you that by thinking about, I don't know, power washing, that you were all of a sudden going to start seeing ads for power washers yeah. in your day-to-day life. Well, that's what I mean. It w- they would be able to get so much damn information about us that they would have tons to advertise and they could study how much time we're thinking about these things about these power washers and then throwing loads of power washer ads in our face because we're thinking about power washers 10 hours a day what's something that both of you thought about a lot today that facebook or another social media company could use to like quote hack your brain if they had access like to advertise within my brain yeah I thought about wireless headphones a lot today, but that's kind of boring. Well, Pam, check out the new Yeti <laughs> wireless. You can get yourself some Apple AirPods. Actually, <laughs> I, I almost bought those today. <laughs> oh, you should. They're so good. I love them. Are they? I'm worried oh, yeah. they're going to fly out of my ears. They really don't. If, okay. if you Do you wear normal iPhone headphones? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if those fit for you, if they're comfortable for you, if they stay in your ears, the AirPods will 100%. All right. Who needs Facebook ads when I have fanboy Andrew? (laughs) Or like, oh, here's a shitty one. Like, what if you're really unhappy in your job and you're thinking about trying to switch careers and then all of a sudden you start getting like all these ads from like LinkedIn and Glassdoor and shit like that, like offering you positions. And then let's say you're connected via this weird hive mind thing to your boss and now your boss can see all that shit. Yeah. Major privacy. <laughs> that's that's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I mean, if we're going to branch into the paranoid yeah. region, we have to with that. So. I'm just thinking about like virtual reality is so big right now. I freaking hate it. But Facebook and these other companies are trying to make virtual reality happen. And getting into our brains seems like a natural next step. So Yeah, I, I kind of hate this for the idea that it could be used to replace meaningful interaction. And I know this is something that people say about social media already, but I feel like this would take it a step farther. Like think about if you came home from work and you didn't actually have to have a conversation with your significant other about how their day went or what happened or if they had an issue or if they're feeling bad. 
you could literally just plug into their brain and download all of their experiences from that day and not have to go through the experience of talking <laughs> about it and ingesting the information yep. and responding. Yeah. That's either going to bring you closer together or it's just going to be a recipe for destruction because it's okay to have thoughts that are your own. Yeah. That kind of Yeah, sounds... everybody should be able to have some secrets. Yeah. But you should still submit them to the Millennial Confessional. Yeah, because you can do that anonymously. <laughs> and then we'll read it out to tens of thousands of people without sharing your name. So we've been speaking about Facebook and how they could be creepy. And they announced a new product on Monday called Portal. It's a webcam for your home. That's, that's basically it. It's as simple as it sounds. Portal is an iPad-sized device that lets you make video calls. It's meant to sit somewhere like a kitchen counter or a nightstand or a dresser. And while you're in a call, it'll rotate to follow you around the room. The idea being you can, you can easily talk with loved ones while continuing to live your life in the home. So like you could be cooking and moving around the kitchen and the camera will still follow you as you're video chatting with grandma. It also has Amazon's Alexa built in. So if you like Echo's features, you can use them in, in this device. Video calling is very popular right now, obviously. Skype has been around for a long time, but I really think that Apple's FaceTime took the popularity of video calling to the next level because FaceTime brought video calling into the palm of your hand, and like Apple does, they made it very easy to do. But the problem is this is Facebook. Facebook wants you to put a video cam in your home that's essentially on all the time and and you know this data is running through Facebook servers. Last week we spoke about a major privacy breach over at Facebook. We remember the the big Cambridge Analytica story earlier this year. Um, Facebook has had privacy issues and now they want to put a camera in our home. I'm sorry but <laughs> this one is wildly uninteresting to me. And this is coming from somebody who actually loves the Amazon Echo Show. This is a video screen with a camera on it, and I have it on my kitchen counter, and it's listening to me all day, and the camera's sitting there. I don't fucking know if it's on or not. It says it's not, but who the hell knows if somebody can hack into it and watch me make coffee in the morning. Um, but I really do like it. However... I do not trust Facebook with the same concept. What do you two think about this? Yeah, absolutely not. I already don't like the idea of uh, Echo, the Amazon Echo. We've talked about this on the show before. I don't like the idea of something that's constantly listening to me. So having something watch me all the time, fuck no. <laughs> absolutely not. Do you two do much video calling? Yeah. Yeah, I Skype with my grandparents and sometimes I'll FaceTime with Mark. Mm -hmm. I FaceTime with my grandparents too, although I feel like it's a little pointless because they never know where to aim the camera, their faces. Oh so usually God. all I see is like their forehead. Yes, or the <laughs> ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't my see your face. Have the same issue. <laughs> That's funny. I don't get it though. It's like it's tilted up so high and I, I don't know. 
there is that little mirror so they should be able to notice that they're not in the frame yeah like grandma (laughs) if you can't see yourself i also can't see you (laughs) i don't do much video calling it's funny i enjoy podcasting i enjoy talking to coworkers or people i'm helping out but i hate just casually talking on the phone and same thing when it comes to video so this doesn't interest me uh that said i really do like the echo show like i said a new one a new echo show with a bigger screen is coming out this week and you can bet i've got a pre-ordered baby i even ordered one for my parents because they're moving into a new house this week so i thought it'd be a good housewarming gift and now this is where the always listening feature might actually appeal to those who are concerned about it this i believe it's later this year amazon is adding a new feature where you can tell the Echo that you are leaving the home and Echo will turn into an alarm system. So since it's always listening, it'll alert you via the Alexa app when it hears noise in your home while you're away. And I think that's such a clever use of this technology. It's sitting in our house anyway. It's listening anyway. Why the hell not should, should it not do this? So I'm excited and I'm going to use that. Is that an extra fee? Because if it's not, it's a great way to save money. Those uh, alarm systems are really expensive. It's not extra money. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. It, and you're so right. You got to pay monthly for a lot of these alarm systems. So I'll definitely be using that. It is interesting that Facebook's trying to get into this space. I feel like there's no room for them right now, especially with all the privacy issues. But um, I don't know. I also just don't really see this being very successful. People like FaceTime and Amazon's been trying to make the video conferencing over the Alexa happen for a good year now. So I don't know if Facebook can really catch up. Oh, and by the way, this damn camera is 200 bucks. No, thank you. I feel like we're hearing naysaying all of these tech advancements and in 20 years... <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, fucking millennials, old people, because we'll be the old people in 20 years, always naysaying everything that was coming down the pike. And then look what happened. We'll be the ones video calling and (laughs) with bad camera angles. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have two AP choices this week from Patreon. But first, a word from another one of our sponsors, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, design, technology, and more, taught by friendly experts who have real-world experience in the fields you're interested in pursuing. I've been using Skillshare to brush up on several web publishing skills, and I'm so happy that I went to them for help. They bring the classroom to you. Instead of looking for local classes on a topic that you want to expand your knowledge base in, all you have to do is visit Skillshare.com and type in the search bar the type of class you're looking for. Then boom, you'll be presented with classes from teachers around the world who can enlighten and enhance your skill set. Even if you think you know everything there is to know about your field, you should really check out Skillshare. This is for those who are experienced too. It lets you brush up on your skills and to learn the newest techniques. Plus, these classes are fun. These teachers are talking about their passion, and it shows. And we have a fantastic deal for our listeners. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. Go to Skillshare.com slash millennial 
and get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering millennial listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. You have to do this. If you are pursuing a new career, if you're pursuing a passion of yours, go to Skillshare.com slash millennial. Get tons of classes, unlimited access for two months for 99 cents. Again, Skillshare.com slash millennial to start your two-month trial. All right, so one of our benefits over at patreon.com slash millennial is AP choice. And we say to them, what do you want us to talk about? You're behind the wheel. Tell us what we should talk about. And pun not intended, Jared wrote in with the following. Laura, could you read it, please? Sure. Jared says, so I'm going to be starting as a Lyft driver in a couple of weeks. I know that Andrew was once a Lyft driver. I would love any tips you might have for a new driver to have positive and profitable, to have a positive and profitable experience. Did you get that $500 starting bonus for 150 rides in 45 days? So I got a starting bonus similar to that. I can't remember the exact terms. I think it was 100 rides in a month. And then, yes, $500. And then I quit Lyft <laughs> immediately after I got that bonus. I was only doing Lyft for the bonus. Um, I was also just kind of finished with being a rideshare driver. So hit the bonus and then I got out. But um, first of all, to be profitable, now I hate doing this, but I know that to be profitable, talk to your passengers. They like that, believe it or not. Most of them do anyway. And if you present yourself as a very friendly person, they they will feel a little connected to you. And then at the end of the ride, they're going to want a tip. So try talking. Definitely be friendly. Um, a few more tips I have. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> Sometimes you're waiting for, for somebody for a long time and it can be really frustrating because time is money. Luckily, Uber and Lyft have put in new rules within their apps. So there's like time limits now in terms of how long you have to wait until you start making money off of the ride, even if they haven't arrived yet. Also, pepper spray. That might be a good thing to bring along with you. I remember when uh, I was telling Laura, Matt, and Elisa on this show that I was going to start being an Uber driver. I think Elisa recommended pepper spray, and I actually did buy pepper spray. (laughs) Never used it, though, but it's nice to have next to you, just in case. Know that you're going to get taxed, like with any business. And actually, this is where our um, advertiser, Skillshare, might come in. Skillshare.com slash millennial. You should educate yourself on the taxes that you'll have to pay off of all this income. Um, Uber and Lyft will consider you a subcontractor, so they will not be taking taxes out. So at the end of the year, you're going to have to pay taxes on that, and that can add up. And uh, finally, a positive, it's nice to meet. It's a nice way to meet lots of new, new people. That's why I was doing it, working from home, not interacting with people um, due to my job, uh, face-to-face. Going out and being an Uber or Lyft driver allowed me to meet new people, and it also gave the show some good stories and <laughs> good stories to tell people in real life, so... Overall, I think it's a fun experience, definitely to at least try if you're looking forward to make if if you're looking to make some more money, but just consider taxes, also that's going to put some wear on your car 
and that you should protect yourself with pepper spray. Ladies, you two take Uber, Lyft cars all the time, I'm sure. What advice do you have for a new driver if you were going to give somebody some based on your own experiences as a passenger? Um, the first thing that I would say is get a like a video camera for your car. Um, I've been in a couple of ride sharing services where the drivers actually did have a camera that like recorded everything and then they could act it like had some kind of feed where it was like transferring the information wirelessly, um, mainly to protect the driver and their passengers because you're picking up random people and you never know like what state those people are going to be in. I know one of my drivers told me that it came in really handy when he was doing uh, an Uber pool where like you picked up a couple of different people so they could split the fare. And these two guys like ended up getting into a fight in his back seat. And so he at least had the evidence of that so that, you know, if anybody ever came knocking at his door about it, he could just show them that and be like, well, that's what happened. I didn't have anything to do with it. So definitely something like that to protect yourself, protect your passengers. Um, Also, I would just say knowing how to strike that balance between like friendly but polite, which Jared, I know, isn't going to have any issues with this. Jared's been a longtime listener um, and we've communicated with him quite a bit. But sometimes you're going to have passengers who are not going to be super interested in conversing a whole ton, but being just the slightest bit friendly can help put people at ease. I feel like when you get into a car like this, if the person says nothing, it's kind of weird. But then if they talk your ear off, it's also kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm one of those people who doesn't like being spoken to when I'm a passenger. But I also know that if the passenger feels at ease and connects to you a little bit, then they might want to tip you. <laughs> so Also, I, you know, I know that we vouch for Jared here, but just in general, don't... Um, I would say you're better off not complimenting women in terms of how they look because I have been on the other side of that and it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like weird for somebody to keep going on about like how much they love your perfume or like that's a really nice dress. You know, it's like it's just the way that nice. it comes off can be a little nerve wracking. Um, yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't you don't you can be nice without having to resort to being like you look nice today you know what do you two do rating wise when that happens i usually if it starts going too far like most of the time when that happens it usually stops when the guy says something along the lines of like oh i really like that you know outfit you have on and like i'll be like uh, all right, thanks. And they get the hint that I'm not interested. I have had a couple of occasions where it went beyond that and got pretty grotesque and suggestive. And I ended my ride early and oh. gave them a shit rating. <laughs> and I've, then I've left had to a end my ride early as well because mm-hmm. it's just too, um, it's too much, you know. Also, um, try to keep uh, the conversation light so don't um 
like bring politics into it because it's really mm-hmm. uncomfortable from because I don't know you, you know, so I don't know if you're going to be upset or if you're going to be angry if I don't agree with you. And I would prefer not to talk about that stuff with a stranger. Um, yeah. And like, um, yeah, just because like the other day I was um, I was taking an Uber from a studio in Burbank and the guy asked what I did and I told him and then he just started going on and on about the Me Too movement and how like women are evil and how like I'm a woman and I probably like just automatically assume that all women are telling the truth and it's just like dude like this is not good etiquette you know yeah that's a great point about not talking about politics because you don't know which you like you said you don't know which way they're gonna go and like, I talk politics enough on this podcast and with friends. I don't need more of it with right. a stranger. Like, I get it, dude. Dude, you've been listening to NPR in the car for 10 hours today. Mm-hmm. I don't need your opinions on it, though. And oftentimes, you're just going to com- come off sounding unstable, honestly, because yeah. the person in the back of the car doesn't know who you are. So, yeah. And that passenger is just going to be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me when I don't care same (laughs) good luck jared and enjoy all the shit talking that people do when they get in the car that was my favorite part people will get in the car after being in a bar with a bunch of friends and then they start talking shit on all the people they were just hanging out with we all do it yeah we do it's so much fun to listen to though i know it's even more fun when you get on your podcast to talk shit about people (laughs) Yeah, I'll be doing that in After Dark today. I've got some strangers to talk shit on. Me too. Oh, oh I've got someone who's not a stranger to talk shit on. <laughs> oh, great. Great. I hope they're not a Patreon. No, <laughs> decidedly not. I'd be very surprised if they were. We check from time to time. Is this person uh, a supporter? We have to check before we talk shit on them in After Dark. Okay, so one more AP choice. This is from our friend Zach, who was on the show a couple months ago. Hey, guys. Zach here. Uh, There was a lot of debate in the group recently um, after I posted a poll asking, what would Dumbledore's position be during sex? Would he be a bottom, a top, verse, verse top, verse bottom? Would he just be asexual? We really need your thoughts on this and really thought out answers. Uh, thanks a lot, and I look forward to the show. Bye. It's a great question. <laughs> it is. I'm We've surprised, been... Zach, you didn't ask for us to provide supporting detail <laughs> to back up our responses. <laughs> well, we've all been wondering since Dumbledore is going to be at least a little gay in this new Fantastic But not Beast too movie. gay. We don't want him to be too gay because that'll make everyone real uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, on In that Facebook poll... The the top result was Dumbledore's a verse bottom. Then Dumbledore's asexual, then Dumbledore's top, then verse, then bottom, then verse top. Only one vote for verse top. Ladies, l- let's let's clarify this first. Do you know what a verse bottom is? I assume that it's somebody who is typically a bottom but is versatile and can switch it up as need be. That would be my guess, too. (laughs) Well, ladies, you are absolutely right. They are a bottom, but they will be verse if they have to. (laughs) It's just fantastic. 
Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right for Dumbledore. I think so, too. But he's such a, like, a powerful figure. He's such a, he's a leader. People need to be vulnerable sometimes. Yeah. So he should be a verse top, not a verse bottom. Yeah, but do we think that Dumbledore, like, if we're, this, like, do you think (laughs) Grindelwald would be a bottom? Not the Johnny Depp Grindelwald, but (laughs) J.K. Rowling's book Grindelwald, yes. This is how I would um, have to analyze it in my brain, you see. Because that's, like, as far as we know, that's the only romantic partner Dumbledore has had. (laughs) Right. So I I just have a question here, clarifying question. In this particular scenario, are we equating power with being a top? That's like a really good question because, like, yeah. you should clarify this. Laura and I don't know. Yeah, I have well, no like, idea. Wh- what is the most powerful position? I-, I don't want to paint a broad brush on the situation, but yeah, I think I think usually you associate a powerful person with the top sexual position, homosexual position. But Dumbledore is <laughs> really good at, at playing his cards right. Like he's not always. He doesn't always present himself as being in control. So he'll bottom to like surprise people? I mean, case in point, when he let Snape kill him. <laughs> he was bottoming for Snape there. <laughs> he was letting Snape do what needed to be done. <laughs> uh, Andrew, I'm letting you say it. <laughs> I've got no saying problem shit. saying that. <laughs> no, I really just, you know, a lot of people often think that I'm a top because I'm like this leader, I'm the boss of a site, I'm always walking in the front of like a group, like I must be at the top. And the truth is, I'll leave it up to your imagination. Well, I'm verse. My boyfriend will be really <laughs> happy. <laughs> really happy what? Uh, that you're, you said you're verse. Yeah. So it means you can be a bottom. Yeah. Okay. You saying I have to bottom for Mark? I'm not saying you have to do anything. I'm just saying that this is information that will please him. Would Mark top Dumbledore? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'd have to ask him. Okay. I don't know if he's in, you know, uh, how do I say this without saying, like sounding ageist? I'm not sure he's into that kind of maturity. I just cannot see, like, I'm, now I'm imagining Dumbledore on all fours, like, doggy style. I just can't see that. Come on. I think it's is... much better if you imagine Jude Law's Dumbledore. Yeah, that's true. I'm tr- yeah, I guess that's a little better. I'm, I'm picturing, like, Richard Harris Dumbledore with, like, a long oh, beard. No. Oh, no. Beard, like, running along the bed as he's doggy. <laughs> Oh, this is getting uncomfortable. I feel like we've ruined Harry Potter for everyone listening. <laughs> Zach, I hope we answered your question. <laughs> I see my boyfriend voted, voted verse bottom, as did Zach. So, well, I mean, I trust both Pat and Zach, so they're sure. probably right. Sure. Well, speaking of Harry Potter, time for a word from another <laughs> one of this week's sponsors, Harry's. Not that Harry, a very different Harry. 
Harry's makes shaving an enjoyable experience. Like I keep saying, I had a wedding to go to this weekend, and I look so sharp, if I do say so myself, partly because Pat helped dress me, but also because I shaved the morning of the wedding with Harry's amazing razors. They've got high-quality razor blades and other great grooming products at a very fair price. I love Harry's because they give me a close shave, a comfortable glide, and a reliable product. And now I can add great-smelling soaps to that list. I love their silky body wash that they recently debuted. I've been showering with it daily. Even though their grooming products are upper-class as hell, these guys keep their prices affordable by cutting out the middleman. Harry's owns the factories these blades are made in. By selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's can offer their blades at a price much lower than the leading brand. Just $2 per blade compared to $4 or more from the other guys. And you know they believe in their product because they have a quality guarantee. If you don't like the shave, no problem. Let them know and you'll get a full refund. You've heard me talk about them for a while. Now, how about you give them a try with a special offer? Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, including the weighted handle, the five-blade razor, and a rich, lathering shave gel. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash millennial. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash millennial to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. Okay, it's time now for... Surprise! Surprise! Surprise, bitch! And today... Man, I am out of water and I need some. Today... We're going to call Jonathan. I know Jonathan's going to answer for us. I like the springtime. Hello? Jonathan, surprise, bitch. It's Millennial. Oh. Hi. How are you guys? <laughs> What's up? Are, are you busy? Should we call you another time? No. I'm, I'm picking up my dinner. I'm ready for it. Oh, you're picking up your dinner? Yeah. Um, well, I'm in the line like a Chipotle kind of place and they're finishing it. Oh, got you. What a millennial thing yeah. for you to do. So, Jonathan, where in Texas do you live? I actually moved up to Fort Worth four years ago. I lived in Austin for quite a while, but now I'm DSW. Got you. I love Austin. And I also used to live near Fort Worth, so I have a lot of love in my heart for that city as well. Um, can you tell us an interesting fact about yourself? I'm in a interesting position in my life because um, I've been studying engineering and I don't know if I want to continue being an engineer. Ah. Yeah, the market and just the boring parts of life. Thank you. So what are you going to do about that? So I'm actually like, looking for jobs. Um, I guess LinkedIn is a great way to do it. Um, if anyone needs advice on that, I'm kind of on a I've not become a pro, but I've kind of figured out how to do things on there and that, you know, just job site. Well, good luck to you. Do you know what kind of position you're, you might try to pursue? Um, I'm still trying to see if I like engineering, so I'm continuing that. But um, otherwise, I don't even know what to look for. Like, you studied so long, I got my master's in engineering. So it's kind of like, what do you do after that? <laughs> yeah. Once you've invested so much time into it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, maybe I can take up podcasting like you guys. <laughs> right. I mean, don't give up hope. I got my master's in linguistics and I'm absolutely not using it at all. Right. 
Um, well, no, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I kind of like dug myself into a hole, but now um, I think what's going to get me through is just like having some sort of technical skill in something and hopefully employers like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I wanted to get your opinion on something. Today on the show, we talked about how neuroscientists at Cornell have successfully hooked up a three-way brain connection, which allowed three people to share their thoughts. In this case, in their testing, they played Tetris together, but this could possibly open up the possibility for people to share their thoughts. Uh, Do you think this is creepy? Do you think it's a good idea, bad idea? Would you do it? (laughs) Well, it's creepy, definitely, but I don't, I think it's a great idea. I mean, why not? <laughs> I'm a very scientific kind of person, so I enjoy anything that kind of pushes the boundaries on science. Yeah, I've never heard of anything that kind of is I wouldn't disagree with necessarily. I mean, I'm sure one day, you know, it'll be too far, but I think that's kind of, you know, if you can do it, why not try? What but it if is <laughs> they came to you and they were like, okay, you're going to get to test this out, but you have to be hooked up to your parents' brains so they can they oh. can know every thought that crosses your mind. For for the sake of science, would you do it? I mean, you'll just have to, like, you know, learn occlumency, right? Oh, <laughs> right. That's what I good answer. <laughs> Man. Can I say one more thing? Of course. And I'm sure you already, like, talked about this, but make sure everyone go register to vote. I live in Texas, and, you know, I'm in Fort Worth, so it's very conservative, but I'm a Beto fan, so hopefully that, um, I don't know, influences people to go register to vote and go vote. Yeah, well, what's your, now, since you're on the ground there in Texas, what is your sense? Do you think Beto actually has a good shot of winning this thing? I think so. I mean, I follow um, different types of people online as far as, like, Facebook. And there are some really conservative people I know who are voting or who say they're voting for him. And so it's been an interesting to see like the dichotomy. And then um, like two weeks ago, I was driving down through like rural central Texas. And then there were signs like that over better percentage. But I also know really staunch people who are like, no, he's a terrible person. He's a, a socialist, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you get both things, but it's interesting to see that there's more support for him than I thought there was or would be. Very Yeah, that's awesome. This was Destiny. Yeah, and I mean, he's all over the media and insane. Uh, this was actually Destiny, Jonathan, because earlier today, I actually, earlier in the episode, I actually donated to Beto's campaign because we were talking about the midterms. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so this call was meant to be. All right. Thanks again, Jonathan. Have a good night. Thank you. You guys too. All right. Bye. That's a good surprise bitch. Yeah, I'm glad he mentioned Beto at the end. That thing yeah. didn't dawn on us. Just tied everything together perfectly. Patreon.com slash millennial is where you can sign up for the surprise bitch benefit and also lots of other benefits. So to wrap the show up today, we wanted to make a couple of recommendations. Yeah, so first I wanted to recommend American Like Me, which is a collection of essays uh, that was edited by America Ferreira, and they're all about the experience of being first and second generation immigrants to the United States, has um, 
uh, different memoirs by various different famous people, Lin-Manuel Miranda being one of them. Um, it's, it's really great. And I think it's an excellent opportunity for us to learn from each other and to also consider what it must be like to sort of stride that divide of multiple cultures and live in this climate. Want to make one more plug for patreon.com slash millennial. We have so many benefits over there and we really appreciate your support. It's what keeps this show going week to week, month to month, year to year, season to season. So we really appreciate everybody's support and we've got lots of great benefits, including Laura, that new benefit. Could you tell us about it again one more time? Yeah. So if you register to vote and sign up for your first month of Patreon at the $5 tier, and then send us a copy of your voter registration confirmation. We will give you your first month of Patreon for free. To find out more details about that, you can go to patreon.com slash millennial. Facebook official patrons will be receiving their sticker sets in about a week or so. I've, I'm slowly but surely getting them all wrapped up here and I'll drop them in the mail soon. Jonathan, I know you are a Facebook official patron, so... You can look forward to yours coming soon down to Texas. Maybe I'll throw in some extra stickers for Beto because I Beto on him. (laughs) (laughs) In After Dark today, I had an interesting weekend at a wedding. So I have some things to talk about and I'm going to be talking shit on some people. And Laura, it sounds like you are as well. Yeah, I got into an old fashioned Facebook comments fight the other day i am so sorry to hear that i know it was it was just so (laughs) shitty i was like is this really happening right now (laughs) oh gosh all right i can't wait to hear about this we have some other stuff to talk about but i i have a low-key feeling that our own stuff is going to take up most of the after dark so we'll see if i'm not even going to tease the other stuff yeah we'll see what happens we'll make it a surprise (laughs) surprise bitch To wrap up the show today, we have this great video of a woman who composed a song about why it's such a scary time for men after Trump's remarks a few days ago in which he said it's a scary time for men because they're getting accused of things. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Bye, everybody. See ya. I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone I can't open up my windows when I'm home alone I can't go to the bar without a chaperone I can't wear a mini skirt if it's the only one I own I can't use public transportation after 7pm I can't be brutally honest when you slide into my DMs I can't go to the club just to dance with my friends And I can't ever leave my drink unattended But it When your reputation's on the line And any woman you've assaulted could turn up anytime Yeah, it sure is scary time for guys Can't speak to any woman or look her in the eyes It's so confusing, is it rape or is it just being nice? So inconvenient that you even have to be